Robins on the Wire, a Bristol Post podcast with Michelle Owen and Bristol City reporter Gregor McGregor. Before we start this week's podcast, a big thank you to ELM Legal Services, who are based in Bristol and provide will writing and estate planning services across the UK. You can get a standard single will for £99. If you'd like to get in touch, call them 0800 019 4557. Hello and welcome along to Robins on the Wire with myself, Michelle Owen and Gregor McGregor. We're back from our holidays and looking at what's been happening in the last couple of weeks. Quite a bit around Bristol City, that's for sure. We'll be talking about the future of Bobby Reid, which I feel like we've been talking about for ages. We'll be talking about a possible returnee to the club, a departure in not the player department, but in the staff department. And also more about Children's Hospice Southwest and some of the things that have been going on down there. Uh, Gregor, welcome back from your holiday. I think in the town stakes, I'm the winner on this one this time. You are. (laughs) You did walk in and we're both wearing white today and you're like, that's quite a good town. I was like, thank you very much. We're not the only ones on our holidays at the moment though. A lot of the players away, aren't they? Uh, I think a few have been to Vegas. They all seem to go there, don't they? I've seen a few Instagram stories. Uh, Jimmy Patterson was in, I want to say Mykonos maybe. Uh, Joe Bryan's been to possibly the Maldives which looked very nice. So they've all been selling themselves. And we heard that Bobby Reed was in Barcelona, but strictly on holiday, right? <laughs> yes, yeah, he wasn't signing for anybody else there. Yeah, I think he just went over with some mates, is what I've heard. But um, yeah, obviously the players enjoying their down downtime at the moment. And um, yeah, it won't be too long until they're back at uh, the failing training ground. But one that is not enjoying their downtime at the moment is enjoying something else, the World Cup. It's Horder Magnussen. Uh, but we now know we're 99.9% sure he's leaving Bristol City to go and play Champions League football with CSK Moscow. Yeah, I think this is maybe one of those rare moves where it sort of suits everybody. And um, yeah, basically, uh, there's, um, as I understand it, the CSK manager has been a long-term fan of Horda Magnussen and basically CSK Moscow. And there were some other clubs interested as well in Magnussen. Rostov were one. Um, another side as well and in fact Rostov almost signed Magnussen I believe at the end of uh, either the January or summer window I can't remember which one yeah but, it was uh, interesting wasn't there we remember that yeah and something almost happened then I think they did discuss a loan deal at some point but it didn't happen for whatever reason and yeah that, that interest has been maintained um, I can tell you that uh, Sergei Vladimirovich is a CSKA Moscow scout and he has been at Ashton Gate recently. Wow. Um, keeping an eye on Horder and obviously that's been followed up by the bids and yeah, uh, as I understand it, what I've been told is that Lee Johnson didn't really want to lose Horder but um, I think I think he's come round to the idea that basically this is a really good move for Horder, isn't it? I mean, he, he can go and play Champions League football but at the same time, he's probably not a first-choice player, really, at Bristol City just but at the moment. isn't this mad that he's not a first-choice at Bristol City, but he could be playing Champions League football next season? Absolutely, and this is, um, to my mind, the beauty of the game, in that there's not one size fits all, there's not one particularly right way, it's about opinions, etc. And, um, yeah, you can have a player do well here um, and maybe not do so well elsewhere. Um, and I think with Horden Magnussen, actually, that... He might suit a more technical game. Um, he's going to play centre-back, apparently, in Moscow, so uh, maybe he'll, he'll do well out there. And if he... Well, I'm pretty sure he is going, but if he's going, it's to be announced after the World Cup. Is this sort of a PR thing for Bristol City? Yeah, possibly. Um, my information about this is that um, I think City want to just announce it now, 
But I've been told that the so Rush- Bristol City want to announce it now. Yeah, because okay. basically the whole thing is agreed. Um, Magnuson, I don't think has signed his deal yet, but he is in Russia, of course, uh, uh, training with Iceland at the moment. Um, they are based near um, Krasnodar, I think. I, don't, I, don't <laughs> my, I can't, I can't correct you on the pronunciation because I don't know any different. Yeah, but so I, he's I, over there at the moment. So Bristol City did want to announce it. I thought maybe that it would look good for Bristol City to have a player at the World Cup. It's quite a nice thing, isn't it? Yeah, um, except that it's, all, it's basically it's all, it's all done. Um, and yeah, I just think, well, basically I've been told that the Russian side want to hold on and announce it probably for PR reasons after the World Cup where um, Iceland might do well. And yeah, yeah. Start. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. So it'll be uh, goodbye to Horda, which is quite sad. He, we, we do like seeing him around. Team Ashton Mags, Gang. no more. Team I, Mags. We, I know you're a big Team Mags fan. Uh, we'll have to keep an eye from afar on how he fares, but looking forward to seeing him play at the World Cup for sure. So Bobby Reid, a lot of speculation about his future in the last week that he is in talks with West Brom. And... They've got a lot more money, perhaps, to spend on wages than Bristol City. Is this a big thing there? Yeah, I think so. Obviously, Sky reported that, didn't they, at the weekend? Uh, we were first on that one. Um, yeah, I mean, my information is... Um, I've spoken to a couple of sources up in the West Brom area, and what they've said is that West Brom are definitely interested, and this interest is going to be maintained. So I'm expecting further bids, Um but I, mean, I think there was one report that came out the other day saying that negotiations were advanced. That's that's not what I've heard. Um, and obviously things can change very quickly. Uh, um, but from what I know from up there is that uh, possibly the club might have been... Um, and yeah, there could, could be a fair way to go in this. But will he go there? I think, and this is my own personal opinion, I think there's a, a good chance it'll happen for a number of reasons. Yes, the money. Um, they can treble or quadruple his, his wages. Um, unfortunately, that's the way it works out um, with those parachute payments. Um, and I don't think they'll find the, the fee prohibitive at all. I, I would expect, I, I think myself, that it'll be around 10 to 12 million, something like that. I want to talk to you about fees because um, <clears throat> if you look at sort of what other players that have had such a good season are going for, you know, there's, there's some crazy money for, for some players. Chris Wood went leads to Burnley last year, fifteen million pounds. Yeah, Chris Wood is one I I wrote about recently actually, and I think he only had a year left on his deal as well. That's so, why I was going to ask you, you know, in terms of Bobby hasn't got long left on his deal, mm-hmm. how much is that going to affect the fee? Yeah, exactly, it will do, and um, I think that Wood deal shows that you can get a big fee even if a player's got one year left on his deal. So I would be amazed if Bristol City were to um, uh, accept that seven million. Pound bid. In, in fact, you'd be pretty stupid, I think, really, mm. wouldn't you, if, if you did accept it because it's their first offer. Why would you accept the first offer? You at least wait oh, to see if they of come. Of course, of course. And and you look at some of the other money that is being speculated for players. So James Madison, of course, from Norwich, who's being touted as one for the future. Twenty-five million pounds I saw for him. Mm. But the mind-blowing one, and it's it's a very different situation to Bobby Reid because Bobby Reid's quite a few years older. Is Ryan Sessegnon? Fifty mm. million pounds I saw. Is is that for real? I, oh, yeah, I, I think so. I mean, with the talent that he's got, absolutely. Uh, I think the other thing is, when, it's when you get an auction, it's when you get several clubs really want that player. That's when the, the offers really sh- start shooting up. And, yeah, I mean, just on the Sessignon thing, um, there was a report at the weekend that Fulham are taking an interest in Joe Bryan. And, okay. Um, I'm not too sure about that one myself, but... Ryan Fredericks has left, hasn't he? And Matt Target was on loan from Southampton. So maybe there is some truth in that one, do we think? 
Yeah, possibly, possibly. Um, Ryan Fredericks, of course, ex Bristol City for just a few days. Um, and yeah, if they needed another left back, then it would make sense for them to be looking at the championship. But um, yeah, Joe Bryan's going to cost a fair bit, so uh, it remains to be seen whether they're going to uh, cough up. Fairly confident that Joe Bryan will leave this summer? Um, well, what I've been told is that um, basically Joe Bryan and Bobby Reid have both been offered several contract extensions and they've all been turned down. So I think there's a high chance they could go, but we'll have to see. Well, we're on outgoings and we will come on to incomings. Uh, what about Aidan Flint? Because if Johnny Evans is leaving West Brom for Leicester, is Aidan Flint going to go there? Yeah, I, I, I've spoken to a few people about this, but I'm not so sure Aidan's going to go. And uh, we were just saying off air, we are talking about Aidan Flint. And I think a lot of people outside of Bristol um, look at Flinty and see his amazing goal-scoring record mm. and sort of put... Well, kind of assume that he's an amazing defender as well. I was explaining this to a, a colleague of mine up in Birmingham recently um, who was talking about West Brom's potential interest in him. Um, and I think if you scout or watch Flinty every week, I'm, I still think there's a few areas of his game that he maybe just needs to brush up on. That's not to say he's not an amazing player. He is an amazing player. Uh, great guy around the dressing room, real character, leader on the pitch. Mm. But um, I'm not sure he's going to leave this summer, but we'll have to wait and see. But Johnny Evans going to Leicester could reignite that West Brom interest because that interest in January, was it January? Seemed to hinge on whether Johnny Evans was going to Manchester City at the time. Well, he's now gone to Leicester, so... Yep, absolutely. And I mean, just... on the positive side for Flinty, I mean, he, he was named as the, the best defender in the championship by 442 magazine uh, during the season. So he, He's he got has a lot of admirers, Yeah, he? absolutely, absolutely. So I would not be surprised if there's plenty of interest in him. But he is 28. Um, he did sign that new deal in January, five years. So it would take a, a pretty big bid to, to get him. And I just think there might be other options out there for a lot of clubs. However, we'll see as, as the silly season moves on, we'll, we'll see. And one man that we thought looked really likely to be coming to Bristol City was Jack Marrow for this one. Yeah, I've I got to say, I don't know a whole lot about this one myself. Um, obviously, I've been on a holiday the last couple of weeks. That's <laughs> my caveat I'm using there. That's your excuse. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but obviously, I mean, the guys on, the, the Peterborough guys on, on Twitter, um, Darren, Darren McAntony and Barry Fry are basically keeping everybody updated on that and it sounds like he wants to go to Forest. I, d- I think Forest, though um apparently are about to sign a, a striker from abroad bbc nottingham were reporting yesterday so i do wonder if that might end their interest in mario okay right that's that's interesting what about dean henderson right dean henderson at the we- yeah at the weekend um <clears throat> he, there was an exclusive in one of the tabloids that he has been in conversation... Basically, there's been talks between Bristol City and Manchester United about Dean Henderson. However, um, the outcome has been a little bit clouded on that because apparently Fulham and Stoke are both interested in him as well. Right. Stoke, in particular, if Butland moves, and Fulham, if David Button moves, he's been linked to Bryson. Um, I don't know on this, but my gut feeling is that Bristol City have got a good chance there and I wouldn't be surprised if they brought Henderson in. Online? Not too sure. I wouldn't be surprised actually if they got him permanently. I'm not not too sure he's ever going to replace what David De Gea... um, 
So, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if, if he came in, to be honest. I, I think that is one definitely worth keeping an eye on. Because I've seen in a few of the tabloids that Henderson is set to sign a new deal with Manchester United. Yeah. But if he did that, he could still come on loan, couldn't he? He could, yeah. Obviously, City have got a good record of taking players on loan, so that could suit everybody. Any other incomings that we should be aware of at the moment? Positions that you think could need to be filled? I mean, this striker one seems to go on and on. There's been all this about Jack Marriott. If Bobby Reid is going, which looks very likely, then surely they're in the market for a striker from somewhere. Yeah, possibly. I mean, we've discussed this a little bit before. I'm not... 100% 100% sure that they need another striker. I think they've got good options there. Um, and I think they might try and change their, the way they play. If, if, for example, they played Jamie Patterson in the number 10 position, which they did for a lot last year. Um, and with the other guys they've got there, um, maybe people like Matty Taylor and Milan Juric need that chance to really show what they can do. And if they can't do it, then obviously at that point, yeah. maybe bring in somebody. The other thing is... The problem is we just don't know what's going to happen to the likes of Reed and Brian. Are they going to go? They they might not yet. So, mm, but do they not need to plan plan ahead? I'm sure they've got targets. Yeah, I'm sure they have. And I mean, one for me to keep an eye on. I've said this one before. It's nothing new. Is Marley Watkins? Um, I was watching him talking talking about. I think it was in December. He was talking about how he'd been working with back to action guys last mm-hmm. summer. Wouldn't be surprised if he's down there again at their secret training camp that they have with Yannick Bellassi and Bobby Reed, etc. I'll try and get some information on that, but I wouldn't be surprised if he was there. And um, I think he'll he'll figure highly on that list of targets for Bristol City this summer. When do Bristol City go back to pre-season training? It's a couple of weeks, is it? It's, it's sort of the penultimate week of June, do we think? I think it's the end of June, yeah. Mm. That's to be confirmed. OK, we shall find out. Uh, there is a departure, though from Bristol City, not part of the players, but part of the staff. Steve Allen, the physio, you'll know who he is. He's got the curly hair on the bench and uh, he's leaving him. He's been there for quite a while. He's been in charge of the physio department for five years now. Yeah, he's, he's a good guy, Steve. I've, I've only very, very briefly spoken to him. I, I think he had a bit of banter about one of my stories, actually. <laughs> but... Um, yeah, from everyone I've spoken to, um, yeah, he's a big loss for the club and uh, I think he was highly respected. Um, he was in the papers a little bit last summer because Watford wanted him. Mm. So um, I do wonder if basically Bristol City have said, you, you've been a good servant here and we're going to let you move on if that's what you want to do. And yeah, nothing's been announced, but I wouldn't be surprised. However, I have one transfer exclusive for you here now Michelle nothing hmm. big but um, I understand he's going to be replaced by somebody from Arsenal oh right um, yeah the club have um, I was told this earlier today the club have basically been able to take somebody from the Gunners and this is the fallout from Arsenal Wenger um, leaving there as I understand it um, a lot of people there had to um, reapply for their jobs and, um, right, and one of the senior people there didn't fancy doing that and maybe rightly so if they'd been there a long time and had a good reputation why should they do that and um, I understand they'll be coming in and that he could be Steve Allen's replacement soon I want to ask you about what's happening with the media department because it's something that we deal with a lot and it still says head of communications is Adam Baker but we know he's left so do you know what's happening with this well it's interesting isn't it they um, had an advert up the other day for a, a new head of communications so uh I was going to say, do you fancy applying for it? Uh, no, in a word, because I don't think I want to deal with the likes of us the whole time. <laughs> so we'll, we'll, we will see then at the start of the season. Yeah, well, um, 
Uh, it's a strange one for me because Adam, I think we've, we've gone over this, I know. Um, Adam's done a great job over the years. But, such a um, big loss. Yeah, maybe more to come from this on a, a, another time. But um, yeah, certainly the club are looking for somebody to replace him and uh, we'll it's see what happens. It's not an easy job, that one. It's not an easy job. And you have to keep the manager happy, you have to keep the players happy, and you have to keep the media happy. So, yeah, definitely not something I'd be interesting, uh, interested in, I have to say. I don't think I've got the patience either. Uh, let's talk a bit more about Steve Allen then, because he was actually uh, the man who began a really amazing relationship with the Children's Hospice Southwest, wasn't he? Yeah, just before I came over here for the podcast, then I, I popped into the Children's Hospice Southwest and managed to get some time talking to Ollie Slim, who works there, and it was great to hear about how basically the club's relationship with um, the charity there has come about. And yeah, Steve Allen was actually instrumental in that. Um, Ollie was telling me about how Frank Fielding, uh, Steve and um, I think it was Donna, um, who was the club secretary or PA at the time, um, the three of them went over and yeah, the relationship has come about since then. They just asked, can we help you out at all? And it's, it's grown massively over the last four years. They're going to be working together next season as well. And, um, yeah, it's, it's really good to hear about some of the stories going on with the players that basically we, we, we never normally hear about. And these are really good, good stories about um, the good work happening. Um, and not just present players. Mark Little got married recently. No, absolutely. Yeah. And was, he donated loads of money. Yeah, absolutely brilliant, yeah. He's, he's up at Bolton, Mark Little. Yeah, he's got married, but he raised... Um, I think more than a thousand pounds recently for Children's Hospice Southwest, even though he's no longer part of the club or down this way. That's that's just fantastic, and uh, yeah, there's plenty more stories like that as well. Let's hear from Ollie then from Children's Hospice Southwest. And like quite often, I'll, I'll get a you know WhatsApp saying Ollie, you're about, and I'm like yeah, sound, and down you know down they come, and you know I think. You know, we have ambassadors, so the set ambassadors, who who are those ones that do that. And then it started off with with like Frank season one, and then season two it it built, and then to now I think we've got about eight of them now. So, and who knows next season? So, yeah, they do pop in. Uh, Aaron Wilbraham on his last ever day. Yeah, I was going to say, what about some of the guys who've moved on? Um, we were talking about it earlier. Yeah. Mark Little and yeah, Wilbraham, um... brilliant. Brilliant, isn't it? Those guys. Yeah. So uh, Albie sent me Bolton shirts down. So I've had three Bolton signed Bolton shirts down to see if I can raise money for with it. Um, and you know, every little helps. And so he's still thinking of us. And Albie on his last day of his. So he the day he uh, signed for Bolton, he packed all his stuff up. And one of the first places he came to was here to come and speak to us and thank us. And because you know we, you know, you know how the Albie thing was. We thought he was staying for another season, but. Bolton came in and got him and um, so he came up to thank us and see if we needed anything so that was on his last you know on his last trip he came here especially to see us so yeah and then Litz with the so Mark Little with the wedding yeah just out of the blue just messaged me said um, he was getting married in Froome and he wanted to you know get some more funds you know if every little helps and so yeah some tins went down with Frank Field into the wedding and uh, yeah they raised over a thousand pounds so you know just for their wedding so it's, yeah all the old boys still in touch and hopefully not again they don't have to do it but I think you, you can't help but not to be touched when yeah. you come down here and you, you get involved in that way yeah um, we've just built a really nice relationship haven't we yes and, yeah. and yeah Joe often pops down with bin bags full of clothes doesn't he we get probably the best donations <laughs> we get normally we get you know people's old clothes when we got Joe Bryan's 
tagged on Calvin Klein jeans. I think, you know, that go to the shops to raise even more money. So, you know, Joe regularly brings down clothes and has a chat. And I remember when Litz in the first season brought down about four Xboxes and all the games that he no longer plays. And, you know, they're, they're not just thinking, or that, you know, they're also actually, yeah, yeah. you know, thinking outside the box and they're bringing stuff down. And Frank regularly comes down for a coffee and a chat and a look round and... Yeah, it's brilliant. But, but they spend time with the children here as well. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, they, you know, obviously big, big times at the when they do the Christmas visit. So we've had a Christmas visit where all the the whole squad come down and spend time with the uh, the families that are Bristol City fans. Or and we have about a good two three hours, don't we, of mm. doing lots of activities and singing carols, and they spend time with the kids then. And there's been so much that's gone on, mm. and the, yeah, the kids love it. It's great to hear from Children's Hospice Southwest, such an amazing charity that do amazing things. Now, let's talk about a possible, and we are clutching at straws here a little bit, Bristol City returnee. He left the club last summer. He went to Bolton. He helped save them from relegation. I'm talking about Aaron Wilbraham, because could Aaron Wilbraham be coming back to Bristol City in some capacity because he is now a free agent, Gregor? Well, I... I floated this idea on social media and a lot of people said, no, he left to move to be close to his family up in the northwest. Well, yeah, maybe that might be the case and, yeah, he probably isn't going to come back. However, he was offered that um, coaching role, wasn't he? And um, I know that he's still held in such reverence down this way. He gets on so well with so many of the players. I know the coaching staff really liked him, obviously, and Lee wanted him to help out with the strikers. In fact, he was doing like sort of coaching sessions I know with the strikers at Bristol City while he was still at the club even so uh, he was already helping out on that front um, yeah I just wonder maybe if, if that could be a, a goer really this summer but he's so respected we'll around the club yeah I, I think it'll probably come down to whether what well what offers he gets maybe maybe someone in the lower divisions might might fancy giving him another year or two um, but if not then yeah maybe it could be something on the table for him let's Come away from Bristol City for a second then. The World Cup starts this week. Uh, I'm sure we'll both be watching lots of it. I know my column this week is going to be very World Cup focused. If I'm to put you on the spot right now, who's going to win it, Gregor? Um, I actually fancy France myself. Really? Uh, yeah, just, I think they're fourth favourites maybe. Um, but yeah, they had a good Euros, didn't they? They've got, I mean, when you look at that team on paper, it's unbelievable. But are they actually going to put it all together? Um, question marks about Didier Deschamps but mm. yeah they're my, they're my tip I mean Germany haven't looked too good over the last few weeks but then they always do that oh, they always do that and then they come in the tournament and do brilliantly but mm. no one's ever attained the World Cup have they mm. am I right in saying that I don't know I don't think a country has ever attained the World Cup I'm, I'm 99.9% certain of that I think Brazil you think Brazil I think Brazil I yeah, know a few people are saying Argentina yeah. but uh, I don't think Belgium Mm-hmm. I even think that England might beat Belgium in the, in the group stage. Yeah, that's a very big raise of the eyebrows from you. Do you know what happens every World Cup is... I'm like everyone else. I'm like, no, we're get, England aren't going to do very well. We're not going to do very well at all. Then it comes to two days before, we're going to win it. <laughs> we're going to win it. Uh, how are we going to do, Gregor? Um, because Gregor used to work, work for 442. So, <laughs> you know, you've got more of an in-depth knowledge that you might give yourself credit for. So, in, in serious terms, what can we expect from England? I... In, in realistic terms, I think maybe the round of 16. Yeah, I would go for that. Maybe maybe quarterfinals. Round of 16 or quarterfinals for me. But who knows? You might be sat here in four and a half weeks' time 
deliriously happy. Somehow I doubt it. OK, well, we'll be back uh, next week. And by then, England will have played their first uh, World Cup group game. So we're definitely talking about that. Will Horda Magnus have played? He will have, won't he? So do you think he'll start for Iceland at the World Cup? Um, I'm not too sure if he's... Yeah, I think he will. I think he normally plays left-back, doesn't he? Yeah. Well, he's still a Bristol City player for now, so we'll see what happens. Uh, Greg, well, thank you very much. We'll be back next week with more transfer news. We may have some more developments on other things that have been happening. Uh, we'll also be looking ahead. They're going to Marbella, aren't they? The Bristol yeah. City players. Are you going? Uh, not too sure. Just yet. <laughs> Hoping to. We'll see what happens there. But um, just announced, didn't they, a friendly today with Bournemouth as well. So, uh, What's the date for that, do we know? Uh, July the 27th, I think. Basically, I think it'll be their last game before the yeah. season starts. Fantastic. Well, we'll be back next week and we'll also obviously be talking about the World Cup and hopefully England will be flying by then. We'll see. Thanks for listening. And if you're listening to iTunes, please rate and review us. This podcast was sponsored by ELM Legal Services based in Bristol who provide will writing and estate planning services across the UK. A standard single will is £99. You can call them on 0800 019 4557. Robins on the Wire.